Chapter 22 Not Being Beguiled As Was Eve Christ is the very wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 Even though the world of unbelief sees him and his gospel as folly. Verse 18 This fact must take hold of the apologist in order that he might remain faithful to his presuppositions as found in God's revealed word. Despite the world's demand for signs and philosophical proofs, verses 22 through 23, which cater to its own assumptions and presumed autonomy in the realm of epistemology. In consideration of one's own gracious salvation, he can see the utter foolishness of infatuation with human wisdom. Verse 26. One did not become a believer by listening to the world and its self-professed intellectual autonomy, but by submitting wholeheartedly to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in his thinking and behavior. The Christian must surely reason with those who are outside of the faith. But he must ever remember that such reasoning does not require that he abandon his presuppositions so as to play the deceptive part of a neutral man, who can self-sufficiently adjudicate all claims of revelation from whatever gods there may be. When the believer encounters the unbeliever, he must do so with the wisdom of God, not the worldly wisdom which is confounded by God. Verse 27. Hence, Paul did not come from Athens to Corinth, with the elaborate language or philosophical subtlety of the thinkers he encountered there. Chapter 2, verse 1. He did not utilize Athenian intellectual wares. Instead, his proclamation and defense were rooted in the sure word of God. Chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. Without this word or revelation from God, there can be no theoretical basis for logic, science, or history. One's thought has no meaningful content, dependable use, or objective referent, and certainty apart from thinking God's thoughts after him. Apologetical success hinges on this realization. With it, the Christian can be bold in challenging unbelieving presuppositions, and be faithful in adhering to his own, thus remaining loyal to Christ's lordship in the realm of thought. The unbeliever can fight against the gospel only by ruining the foundation of his intellectual efforts. To avoid the same plight, the defender of the faith must stay true to the sovereign word of God as his most basic presupposition and guideline. He needs to argue from within that perspective, not in a way which is extraneous or contrary to it, giving in to the assumptions of his opponent not even for a moment. Galatians chapter 2 verse 5. The moment one abandons his sure footing in the presupposed word of God, his apologetic becomes unfaithful and precarious. A vivid confrontation of that fact can be taken from the account of man's fall into sin according to Genesis chapter 3. Even in the garden, man was responsible to submit without question to God's revelation given by special word to him. Satan's strategy then, as now, was to work toward undermining man's presuppositional submissions to this authoritative word from God. He began by calling the word into question, verse 1, and then contradicting it openly. Verse 4. The epistemological situation was thrown into upheaval when Eve began thinking that she could have a meaningful and proper understanding of reality apart from God's revelation. In that case, she was free to examine what God had to say and autonomously determine its truth over against the conflicting hypothesis of Satan. She suspended thinking God's thoughts after him in order to become the prime authority in the world of thought. Specifically, she abandoned loyalty to her Creator so as to make herself His equal, verse 5, determining good and evil for herself.
she took her stand as neutral judge over God's hypothesis, thereby exalting her autonomous reason over God's epistemologically necessary word. By thus usurping the epistemic prerogatives of the Lord, she plunged the human race into the lawlessness we see ever about us in thought and behavior. Jesus Christ came to atone for such sins, even intellectual transgressions against God's word, and to call men back to unswerving loyalty to his revealed word. The apologist cannot turn a deaf ear to that call and demand, thinking that he nevertheless defends the Lord of glory. Paul, the apostle of Christ, makes it very clear that we must learn the lesson of Adam and Eve in the garden. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, he says, But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent deceived Eve in his craftiness, your mind should be corrupted so as to turn from the single-mindedness and purity that is toward Christ. The epistemological implications of the narrative about man's fall into sin were only too obvious to Paul. Thus he dreaded that the church might, like Eve, be seduced away from absolute loyalty to Jesus Christ. What is required of the Christian is undivided devotion or single-hearted adherence to Christ the Lord. We must be free from duplicity in our thinking. The double-minded man, attempting to follow two lords, is unstable in all his ways, James chapter 1 verse 8, being blown about by every wind of doctrine, verse 6. Thus, we must be purified from the double-mindedness, James chapter 4 verse 8. As Paul indicates in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, if we are not thus purified, we shall be beguiled by the deceptive thinking of Satan, the father of all lying, John chapter 8 verse 44, and his ministers, verse 15. No extraneous corruptions can be allowed in our thinking, for it shall become debauched when we deviate even slightly from the word of Christ. Genesis chapter 3 must drive home the need for a presuppositional method in apologetics. By taking such a stand in the argument with unbelief, we may very well be ridiculed as lacking the oratory, eloquence, and cunning rhetoric of this sophisticated academic mind which is trained in the ways of autonomous philosophy. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 17, chapter 2 verse 4. When you do not reason in a way pleasing to your hearer, he will take you for a layman in matters of intellect. However, the fact remains that only by resisting the deception to which Eve submitted can we salvage the epistemic enterprise. We speak a wisdom which is discerned when the Spirit frees men's minds from bondage. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6-16 through 16. As Paul declared, subsequent to his warning about Eve's deception, Though I be rude in speech, yet am I not in knowledge. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 6